Hello and welcome to the second episode of Lace Up and Listen, a podcast for runners of all abilities and experiences. Today I'm joined by Chris Ford, founder of the 4D Runs running community and firm believer that pink makes you run faster. Thank you so much for joining me. You all right? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Not bad. Brilliant. Um, well, let's get started. Um, the first thing I actually wanted to ask you was how did you get involved in running in the first place? Okay, right. Uh, <laughs> so I started running. I actually started running at school, uh-huh. um, and I, but I wasn't particularly good. But I did uh, four hundred meters. So four hundred meters was my sort of specialty subject. And then uh, I got into football, did all sorts of other stuff, and forgot about running. Um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then basically, my wife uh, got pregnant, and then like all dads, I got out of shape and lost, uh, I lost, put on some weight. So after my first daughter was born, my brother-in-law said to me about doing some running to lose the weight. So that's kind of how it started. And that was, well, Scarlet's seven. So seven years ago, I got back into it. Okay, um, wow. And then so I started doing, and I wasn't doing it particularly seriously. It was like once or twice a week going for him. And then my brother-in-law is an absolute machine. He's one of those really annoying people who can just get up, run like a sub 45 10k and like look like he's just woke up yeah i know a few people like that (laughs) but do you know what i mean it's it's fair play to him he inspired me to get out and run that's why i love him so i did that i faffed about did did like the what was the london 10k it's now the asics 10k you know the summer one so i did Mm -hmm. that uh and then i kind of forgot about it for a bit was sort of doing a bit here and there but not really committing to it and then Daisy came along and it was the same old thing. Uh, what happens with us dads? We tend to put more weight on again. I think it's sympathy eating. So <laughs> I, ball- I ballooned up to, um, what was I, 15 stone. So I wanted to lose some weight. So I then uh, went about losing weight and I lost uh, four stone in about six months. Wow. Um, and that was, again, just through change of diet. Not like starving myself or anything like that, but more importantly, I was back running. Um, mm. So I was running three times a week. I booked um, like the Great North Run. And all that kind of stuff and was focused on training for London as well. So that kind of got me back into it. So Daisy was the inspiration to get me back running again because I enjoyed it when I was doing it with Paul. But that was more of a, uh, it was just like ticking over just to try. And so I was doing something instead of just sitting down all day. Um, Yeah. And then so that's when I uh, really got back into it properly. Um, But I say I'm not. I'm not, I don't class myself as a particularly good runner. I have a terrible technique. I mean, a really bad technique. And I get <laughs> hammered by people on YouTube who watch my uh, videos and say that I'm this and I'm that and all this sort of stuff, which is hilarious because yeah, I know. Um, but I just do it because, it, one, for my mental health, but also to, to keep the weight off. So that's how I got into running and that's why I, you know, I keep running. Okay, brilliant. So you say about seven years you've been doing it properly again-ish, is that what yeah, you're saying? I, yeah, I would say, yeah, on and off seven years, but the, definitely the last four years I've like gone to another level. Uh, but yeah, seven years, I would say. Okay, so how do you kind of keep it exciting, keep motivated uh, year uh, after mo- year? Yeah, motivation is not something, if, if you ever come to one of our 40 meetups, motivation is not something that I, that I have a problem with. Um <laughs> It's actually only calming down most of the time. The, <laughs> the um, What I tend to do is move 
between events and blocks of training. And I would say that to any runner out there who's struggling, I always hear it, I've lost my mojo or I'm struggling and all this sort of stuff. Well, the easiest thing to do is book an event. And it doesn't have to be a marathon. It doesn't have to be a half marathon. It could be a 10K or a 5K or something, you know, or sign up for park run. But give yourself a goal. Mm. Give yourself something that you know you can achieve so you're not going to be out there going, like, there's no point in me signing up for an ultra marathon because I quite simply couldn't be bothered. So there's no point me trying to even do it because I, I, I would just get bored because um, I don't have the attention span to keep out there and running for that long. But mm. I would say to somebody, you know, who, who wants to get into running, just sign up for something. Or if you're struggling with motivation, pick something that you know that you could achieve relatively easy-ish that will keep you ticking over. That's the best advice I can give. So, yeah, motivation-wise, I don't struggle with it. But if I if if I'm lacking or anything like that, I just I just book events. But then, the, if you're in our community and on and the Forty Runs Facebook group, the problem is actually being in there is that you end up booking too many events because <laughs> you see somebody go, "Oh, I've just booked like Billy." Uh, I don't know if you've seen Billy on our, on the video. Billy is uh, is an absolute hero of mine. Again, Billy's a bit similar to me. He lost a, a lot of weight. He lost a lot more weight than me. He's a lot younger than me, but he's um, he lost. I think he. Lost, I don't know whether it's right. Billy will kill me, but I think it might have been six, six, seven stone, might have been more. Uh, he was a heavy drinker. He was the right boy about town. Got into running, done all the weight, and now he's just he's just a machine, and it's changed his life. Um, mm. So Billy will come along and go right. I'm going to book Chase the Sun on next Wednesday, and I'll be like, oh, well, I can't miss out. So then I will sign up for that. So you're you're constantly getting not bullied into doing stuff, but you you. you being in a community like that, a thriving community, you're never lacking motivation because there's always somebody's always saying, why don't we go and do this or go and do that? Do you see what I mean? Mm. What do you think is your favourite race that you've ever done? Or maybe you can't pick Oh, that's one. easy. That's easy. Great North Run. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm going back there for the fourth time this year. It is, without doubt, my favourite event. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the South End Half Marathon, which may seem a funny one to some people, but I'm from South End originally. I grew up there and it's, it's a flat, fast half marathon down the seafront. And it's for a great charity. It's for Haven's Hospice. Um, so it all raises money for that charity. But the Great North Run, um, have you done it? I haven't, no. Right. So and have you, have you, did you say you're training for London or you're doing London? I'm training for Paris. Paris you're training London. for Paris. Have yeah. you done London? No, it's my first one, Paris. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing is, everybody says the atmosphere in London is amazing, right? The mm. London Marathon is amazing. And people shouting your name for 26 yeah, I went to watch it, yeah. Yeah, right. So you know the vibe. But if you go to the Great North Run, it's like everybody's having a massive party <laughs> for for 48 hours. The whole town gets behind it. Wow. It's just – and the people from the northeast are the friendliest people you'd ever meet in your life. And you and you turn up on a Saturday or a Friday, and the whole town is buzzing. And it, and it, and it continues throughout the race. And the, and the feeling you get when you get to the – just before you drop to south onto the South Shield Beach, there's a massive hill you go down. And you could actually, if you're so tired, you'd probably fall down. It's very steep. But then you hit down onto the seafront. And the roar is like it's like running out into a stadium. It's unbelievable. Mm. And that carries you for the last kilometre down to the finish. It's it, The Great North Run is the best half marathon I've ever done. And, and I sign up for it every year. I, I buy the pass. So, so like you buy it for like three years, so you're guaranteed entry. Oh, wow. So, Committed for yes. life then, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's just so much like this year, we've got two thousand runners going up there. Two thousand yeah. runners from from the Facebook group going up there. Two thousand of us. That's going to be brilliant. Oh my goodness! It's going to be mental. We can't <laughs> get a restaurant big enough, so we're all going to the pub. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I wouldn't want yeah, to be so, the landlord of that pub. Well, I would because you'd be making an absolute kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, is there anything that you think you've always thought about signing up for, but you've never quite been brave enough to do, or there's something that is on your list that you've never managed to do just yet? Uh, yeah, I've got loads of things that we need to do. Um, one of them we're doing this year, we're doing the Ragnar Relay um, in the UK, which is along the White Cliffs Dover. That's 177 miles in 24 hours. That's a team of 10. So I've put together a team of 10 and we're raising money for Teens Unite. I'm a, an ambassador and partner of Teens Unite. They raise, uh, they look after children 13 to 24 who have cancer or are battling cancer or battle cancer and they provide emotional uh, support for those guys. Mm. Um, they're a local charity to me and they're trying to build a purpose-built retreat here in the UK, the first one. So um, I am put together a team uh, and we're going to go and run Ragnar Relay. Now, that was always on my list to do some form of endurance kind of event. It's not an ultramarathon or anything like that. Uh, it is out of my comfort zone because it's trail running um, and it's 24 hours so you don't sleep. So you do three legs and that kind of thing. So that's one thing I always want to do. So we're doing that this year. Next year, I'm doing a full triathlon. I did a sample of it this year. That's always been on my bucket list to do. So I'm going back to Blenheim uh, and doing a triathlon uh, next year. That's on my list to do. And actually, like you, going to Paris, I want to, and I know the boys do, like when I say the boys, I say like Billy, Matt, uh, the guys I run with um, a lot, we want to go abroad and do a marathon. That's one of our things to, to do. We wanted to do Amsterdam this year, but because we're doing Chelmsford instead, um, we're going to be going hopefully next year abroad. So I'll be interested in how you get on in, in Paris. Everyone says it's a good one. Yeah, I've heard it's relatively flat. That's kind of yeah. one of the reasons that I'm interested in that one. Yeah, um, no, it's meant to be really good. And the other thing I tell you, the other thing I want to do, you know, you say it about Paris, which I really want to do, but it costs an arm and a leg, is the run Disney. Um, oh, I've seen that. I'd love to do that, yeah. But it's, it's like 320 euros, I think, or something stupid, just to do the... The thirty, you see the thirty-two k. So you get like a five k, ten k, and then a half, and you get then an extra medal. Yeah, I really want to do that. I really want to take my girls. Oh, I sure they'd love it. Yeah, but it's so expensive. That's so the thing. Expensive. It doesn't have to always be expensive, though. I guess as well, you got to pick and choose your races so that you don't you're not spending all your money on running. Well, yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm lucky and privileged uh, now with what I do. I get a lot of invites, so I'm very very lucky mm. uh, after what you know what I do uh, I get invited to a lot of races and events now which I'm very 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 humble about um, but I tell you what I really like doing is supporting the local events as well um, around here I live in Hertfordshire so uh, I support we've got a great run uh, put on by one of the clubs called the Wear Joggers they do a fantastic event uh, the Wear Tens that's held every year that's a great race uh, along the banks of the River Lee um, which is basically where I do all my training runs that's a fantastic event in July and it's got a real kind of family vibe about it, which is, is just really good. And it's so well organised. I did an event this year, well in 10, which is really hilly. They took my, Eddie took me into doing that. He said it'd be good for me because I hate hills. Um, <laughs> that's a great event. And, and even like the Teams Unite, I helped them put on a, their first race this year. We did that in the Lee Valley Water Park by the Whitewater Rafting Centre. We put on that this year for the families in the 10Ks. And that was in May. And that, we're going to be bringing that back next year. That raised £4,000 for them. Wow. So I'm going to be helping them with them to do that again. Um, so supporting local events is just as good. I think there's so many good local events out there. And I think a lot of people focus on, you know, the big races. But it drives me nuts, some of these races, because they charge 
so much money. Like ASICs are now charged, um, the Virgin Sport ASICs 10K is £45 for 10K, which is a lot of money. Mm, and I know that, I know that, yeah, and they have to close the roads off and it costs them millions and all this sort of stuff. I get that. But like this year, again, they, they made a muck up and they the toy the t shirt queue, it took like an hour to get a t shirt and you've paid forty five quid and they can't even organise that. Mm. So but you go to a local event where it costs you eighteen pounds or sixteen if you're affiliated, and you'll just have probably a better time. Um so I would say to people, you know, who listen, try and focus and support on some of your local events because they're just as good, if not better. Mm. And what inspired you then to set up the online community then? Uh, right, so the, the 40 Runs running community, um, which is on Facebook, I started that um, two year and a half ago. Um, that was because I was going to races and events uh, and I was on my own, which uh, I just thought was a bit crazy. Um, you know, it's like you train on your own, you run on your own, and then... I don't know about you, but with anxiety and things like that, you go to these races and events, they can be quite daunting, especially if you go to a marathon, your first one, mm. or a half marathon, or your first 5K. Even a park run can be a really nervous uh, situation for some people, you know, because people are running it sometimes because of, you know, to help with mental health. So then they're going to these races and then they're sitting, sitting there on their own. Mm. So I thought, this is just stupid. Um, so I wanted to set up a, not a Facebook group, because there's a lot of Facebook groups out there and, and they all have a place, but, you know, they're just like people just chuck their runs on from Strava and all this kind of stuff, which is great, you know, and that's, that's fantastic. But I really wanted to create a community where really people buy into it and they, and they support each other and they go to races together uh, and, you know, they all become, right, it sounds a bit cheesy, but one big family. And I'm so lucky because that is what we've created. And we've got like, we have meetups at certain races and we have uh, runners all up and down the country and we have big turnouts at big events. And we, you know, and people within that community have made friends, you know, and they go out and they do runs and races on their own. And, you know, we, we, we now go to some races, they ask us, you know, they invite us to come along as a community because, you know, we, 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 we bring a lot of noise and we, we make it quite colourful in the pink. But it's just it's just fantastic, you know, and everybody's cheering each other, but no one takes it seriously, and that's the point. None of us in there are there to take it seriously. We're all there to run for our various reasons that we run, right? And But the important thing is we've got people of all abilities. So we've got Michael, who's just qualified London Marathon, good for age. I think he did London this year in two hours 30. He's an absolute machine. But then you've got people in our group, who were part of the seven-hour, eight-hour crew in this year's London Marathon who got all that abuse. So we've got a fantastic spectrum of people of all different, you know, makeups, ages and abilities. But, you know, the one thing is we have common was that we all enjoy running. We all have a laugh doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what brings everybody together. And I think that's what separates us from everybody else. And, and, and it's, it is. And it's not just me saying it. You ask anybody who's part of it, they, they love it. They absolutely love it, the guys. They're crazy, the lot of them. What would you say then to someone who thinks they're not really good enough, they're not really enough of a runner to join? That drives me nuts because th- this is what happens, right? You get these Facebook groups or you get these running clubs where people don't people don't think that they're good enough because they see post, people posting that they've run a half marathon in like one hour 30 or someone's getting a hard time because they didn't finish a marathon and all this sort of stuff. I hate that. And that's why we. That's really why I set up the, um, set up the community because – it doesn't matter whether you're 
doing a half marathon in three and a half hours or an hour and a half, you're still going to get the same medal and you're going to accomplish exactly the same thing as the other person. Absolutely. It makes no difference to, to, to compare yourself to them because you're just as good, you're doing your own thing and you're out there for your own reason and you should hold your head up high. And that's why I think that a lot of these athletic clubs and, and running clubs in some of these Facebook groups, they should really be told off because they're really naughty. Like we had somebody in the group the other day run up to a running club and they were told that they were too slow. I mean, they couldn't, they, if they wanted to come along, they'd have to train with some B team or something. I mean, what sort of place is that? It's so disheartening, I mean, isn't it? It's, it's awful because people, like as I said to you, people who've got mental health issues, right? You know, I did, uh, I was recently on an uh, uh, England athletics coaching course and there was a, a fantastic bunch of people there who are from a club that help people who, um, like uh, suicide and stuff like that, right? They support people through that and through running, mm. that helps them. I mean, can you imagine that somebody who's gone through that and then turns up and then they get that they get told that they're too slow? I mean, it's disgusting. So I, I try and create an environment within 40 runs and that's the reason why uh, we're launching uh, uh, the 40 Runs Running Club, which will be an affiliated running club. So everybody is included and it's an inclusive club. So everybody, doesn't matter if they don't go to the track, doesn't matter if they go, don't, you know, they don't run a, a half marathon in an hour and 30, they can still get all the affiliate, affiliation benefits of somebody who does go to a club because why is why is running like so, uh, it meant to be so exclusive for these clubs. It drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. And 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 it also, I mean, I could go on about this forever, right? Like, you shouldn't have got me on this subject. But like, <laughs> You look at these companies, and and I and I've spoken to companies now. Some I'm again lucky enough to be in, in the position I'm in uh, that I can speak to some of these brands now because they they will position themselves. You saw it like with the Asics front runner program. All the people that they were choosing for that front runner program were all Instagram people, all Instagram beautiful people. But they're not the real runners. They're not the people who buy the shoes. They're not the people who sign up for the Paris, London, Brighton marathons, who who are trying to get fit or trying to get out there because they've been struggling in life. They're not the real people, but you, you put pictures of them people up expecting to sell shoes. Well, that's wrong because that's not the real runners out there. They're not the people who are buying the stuff, and that's not what we should be aspiring to. And and it's interesting because some of these brands are, are changing their mentality towards it. If you look at Essex as an example, they have they have shifted over slightly. Mm. Um, but you see so many friends. I see like pictures that are even just – I've just been out on a 25k run and I had my Aniji rucksack on. But even Aniji on their Facebook at, uh, sponsored post, they got some dude who's like totally ripped up and all this sort of good thing. And then he's at the top of the mountain. Well, the thing is, the people who are actually buying those, most people are buying those Aniji running fests. So people like me and people like you or who are trying to do a marathon might be, you know, I'm lucky and you're lucky to be in a bit of shape, but might be trying to get into shape. But they're the real people who are actually uh, are buying these things. Why not use them? You get much more engagement and much more connection, but see, there's this sort of social divide still, which drives me nuts within running. It's coming together slightly better because I think the voice of like people like the Forty Runs Running community and and, and others are getting louder, and they're realising, you know, like you saw with the uproar of the London Marathon, the way mm -hmm. those people were treated. So people are, you know, they're starting to take note about these things. But it is there is a real still a, a, a sort of like a canyon between. Like the running, some of the running clubs, because there are some good ones out there. So don't get me wrong, I'll probably get hammered for saying this, but there are some very inclusive running clubs out there, even locally to me. Like Wear Joggers, like I say, perfect example of a, how a running club should be run. But there, I say, the, the, 
that person rang up and they got told they were too slow. Too slow. <sighs> It drives me nuts. It's so yeah. yeah, sorry to rant on, but it, no, it no. A subject, it's a subject dear to my heart, and that's why I say I created Forty Runs Running Community and the Running Club that's going to be coming out to be an all-inclusive uh, environment, supportive, loving environment for everybody of every ability um, to support each other. It doesn't matter how fast or slow you are. It you know that's what it's all about, and. As I say, running is meant to be fun. It's a pastime because we're out there to try and get fit or whatever, um, or stay fit. And and it, and it should be as simple as that. It shouldn't be, you know, all this other rubbish that comes along with it. No, yeah, I'm actually really interested in kind of the changes, well, online in particular, but in shops and in general about sort of changing in perceptions of bodies and things like that. And I think it's yeah. quite, it's quite, it's prominent for women, but maybe not so much for men. Do you think men are still just as affected by things like that? Yeah, but, and nobody talks about it. It's two, there's two things that nobody talks about in running properly. Mental health, which was which was great, the fact that... Um, that uh, Barbara Windsor's charity was uh, charity, and obviously Headspace before that with the uh, in the London Marathon. So that was good mm. because there's people still don't talk about it enough in running. Um, and also with regards to women, yes, uh, but but they don't talk about men. And as I say, if you go on to a lot of the men, even like on the Nike, if I look on the Nike sponsored post, if I go on Facebook after this uh, podcast, and I look, and it, they're all blokes, totally ripped up. Mm. And it's an and it's again, why aren't why aren't um, the shoemakers making shoes, and this is going to sound really pedantic, in pink. As an example, Colin, the big pink dress. Yeah, I don't know if you ever have you come across Colin in the big pink dress. He was the face of London Marathon this year. Uh huh. Well, he's a friend of mine, and for um, oh, wow. this year's London Marathon, this year's London Marathon, uh, he was the face of London Marathon. They tried to. He wanted a pink pair of running shoes, but no one was. No one would do them because nobody makes pink running shoes. For it's men, so it, yeah. for men. Why is that? Because it's it's still perceived that it's a women's colour. It's it, it's like as you say, you still see all the men on all the Facebook ads or Instagram ads. They're, they're all like ripped blokes. It's like uh, on Hoka, you know. You see again, you see these people who are like you know, it's, it's the wrong word, but supposedly athletes. But I'm an athlete. I've I've got a uh, brand deals that actually qualifies me as a professional athlete, believe it or not. So, but. Just because my body shape's different, why shouldn't I be appearing on those? Do you see what I mean? Mm. But and you're right. It's, but it, it, and it's good that it's being talked about with with women. And I and I absolutely agree with you because that is important. But on the men's side, no one's talking about it. Mm. Why did you choose pink as the colour then for uh, for the <laughs> runs, uh, If you can't get pink trainers for men. Well, I'm hoping the new next uh, percent, the new Nikes are coming out. Apparently, I moaned about it on Instagram the other day, but apparently somebody told me that they may be coming from any pink, so fingers crossed. But anyway, um, the reason I picked uh, pink, I didn't kind of pick it. It was a bit of an accident, really. Um, when I was back running, uh, when I was doing the event, so when Scarlett was born and I was doing the 10Ks, um, again, all the men were wearing blue, black, fluorescent green, right? And I wanted to stand out so Scarlett could see me because she was only young. She was only little, one years old, I think, was the first. She was, yeah, one when I think I did, uh, she came down to see the first 10K I did. Um, and so I wore a bright pink top. I've still got it upstairs. It's a New Balance one. But it's not really it's not really pink. It's about as pink as I could get it because, um, again, they don't do pink tops for men. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was to stand out. And, but, and then we had another girl. Uh, which was which was 
amazing. And then so everything in my house is pink. I mean, literally, <laughs> everything is pink. They love pink. Uh, and that's good because, you know, girls are girls and, and that's, you know, whatever. So um, I kind of it sort of stuck, really, and it was from then. So I, I, I stood out like a sore thumb. So they could spot you in the, the crowd, yeah. Exactly. So the girl – and then so when, we, when I was doing – when we launched 40 Runs – I was like, uh, right, I'm going to need – well, I didn't really think about it, but I, if I'm going to start putting stuff on my shirt, then I'm going to do this in pink. Uh, and then it kind of just stuck from there. And then, as I said, nobody else was was doing anything in pink, and, and it makes us stand out. And now we go to a race or event. I don't know if you've seen the South End Heart Marathon video from this year. It was amazing. We, we had 250 runners down in South End. And, be, and with the South End Half Marathon, it's out and back, out and back twice. Uh, and, and basically, all you could see it from what we heard from people, because we obviously know a lot of people down there because we were down there. All apparently was going, everyone was saying, well, where's all this pink come from? Who are these pink people? <laughs> because it was just loads of pink. It's, it was hilarious. Pink, yeah. It was, yeah, because at the South End Flyers, who uh, is the local club down there, they're bright orange. So we kind of. <laughs> We kind, of, we kind of took it over. It was hilarious. It really was good. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, like even when we did the uh, London Relay this year, we took a, a leg day. We had the most runners do the London Relay, the continuous thing in London with Danny Ben. Mm-hmm. And, again, we turned that pink. People, we was running down the side of uh, London along, along the banks of the Thames, and people were going, what are all these people wearing pink for? It was, it was brilliant. It was just like a wave of pink. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that came from. What advice would you give to someone like me who's running their first ever marathons, yeah. kind of signed up for it, not on a whim as such. I mean, I was doing a bit of running, but I was thinking I did a 5K yeah. and I thought I want to do a 10K. I want to do a half marathon. I wanted to yeah. go for the next one, the next one. But now I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, yeah. I've got to run a marathon. Uh, what well, advice first, would you say? Firstly, um, well, Paris is in April, isn't it? Uh-huh. Or March. No, it's the beginning so, of April. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought it is because Paul's doing it. Um, the first thing to do is get yourself your training plan and don't freak out. Uh, just get a very, very basic, gentle, easy uh, training plan. I mean, my old one is still up on my website, I think, for my first marathon. And if you look at it, it's so simple. It's basically running three times a week. And all you're doing is increasing your distance on the long run on a Sunday it used to run. And it is as simple as that. Um, I didn't do, which you should do probably, because but I didn't because I'm useless, is go to the gym and work on strength work and work on the core and things like that. Luckily, nowadays, people are into gyms and things like that anyway. Um, but try and cross-train in some way. But just my biggest advice to anybody who's doing their first marathon is keep it simple. What tends to happen is, is you book it, you're all elated and you think, right, I can do this. Then you panic. And That's then, the stage I'm in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you think you're, th- you're going out and you're doing a run and you're, uh, don't get me wrong, because I was out doing 25k this morning, and, and at 20k, I was, you know, I was blowing, and um, you know, it's warm out there, and I'm thinking, Gosh, yeah. am I going to, am I going to get up to 32k in three weeks? Well, you will, because your body, your body keeps adapting. Um, but you also, you always hit those points. But the point is, is you just got to focus on on the what you can control and and the present, not worry about the future. So I concentrated on the next. At that point, and I always do it in a race, I concentrate on the next kilometre. And it's the same within marathon training, is to concentrate on what you can control. And that is whether it be your next meal, whether it be your next amount of rest or your next run. And and focus on each run individually. Don't focus on, oh, no, I've got 
I've got to do 20 miles at the end of this week or I've got to do whatever. Forget about it. I've got just think about the next one. Right, I've got to do 7K on Wednesday and I'm going to run that at easy pace or I'm going to do hills in that, in that uh, 7K. Focus on that. Because I say, people freak out. They overcomplicate things. They start asking silly questions um, and, and it's all natural and you start doubting yourself and it's all natural. Just rein it back and keep it very, very, very simple. And also, training plans are, are meant to be liquid. They're meant to they, you're meant to go with the flow because you're going to get injured, you're going to have colds, you're going to get ill, and you're going to try something and it ain't going to work, and your knees are going to hurt because you're overrunning, and, and your ITB band will start hurting because you're overrunning. It's all natural. You're just you're just all you're doing is trying to climb a mountain. So. You know, you're just trying to peak, you know, at the top. To get to the top is, is your 26-miler. Mm. So to get up there, you want to take a nice, easy ascent. You don't want to be running up the mountain because you'll be knackered halfway. So you just take it nice and easy and think about it and just and just get to the top and peak at the top. That's your 26 miles. And down you come. Happy days. <laughs> keep it. No, but it, that's the way you have to look at it. Keep it simple. Keep it. Keep it very everything in perspective. Don't don't overthink things because that's what happens, and and it is really natural. And as I say, even myself, when I'm out there today and I've got a marathon in October, even I'm sitting there going, "How the hell am I going to do this?" Because my training's not gone to plan this year. I've been riddled with injuries, but I will get round. And like as I said, I touched on it earlier. Even if I walk for 10 miles I'm still going to get the same medal as the bloke who finishes in two and a half hours absolutely yeah do you see what I mean so don't focus on it don't focus on time that's the other thing as well a lot of people in their first marathon go you know what I'm going to do four hours and you go okay well done why are people focused on their first marathon unless you're an absolute machine and you're a natural runner like my brother Paul uh, and my brother-in-law Paul right who can just get up and run but most normal people you're, you're struggling, right? Mm. Why focus? Why give yourself the added anxiety and stress of running to a time? There's no point. You should pace yourself correctly, i.e. so you don't go off too fast because that's a common mistake everybody makes. I did mm. it. You go off too fast in the first three miles because you, you think you're Mo Farah. <laughs> but, you, you, but you need to rein it back and you need to run at a pace. I did a video with Billy. Uh, I mentioned him earlier on a yeah. sub-two-half marathon. He's never run, he never ran a sub-two-half marathon. It was purely because of pace and he was fitting up. I took him around Oxford. I made him, I reined him back. I, I, and, you know, I think he did it in 158. And now oh he's, he's this year, this year he's looking to break 150. Um, but my point is, is that was down to pacing. But don't run in your first marathon to a time. Just go out there and enjoy it or try to. It's going to be hard. But just, <laughs> just, just take the pressure off yourself. Just as I say, keep it simple. Don't overthink it. And, and, if you walk it, so what? Who cares? If you if you smash it, great, well done, book another one. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, well, something I heard actually some, while I was at Running Club recently, they said that their new mantra was um, complete, not compete. Yeah, I don't run to times. I don't, I, I, I've given up running times. And because one, I have too much fun um, running anyway. Um, most of the time when I'm out, I'm filming and I'm cocking about. So whether we're diving in front of photographers, taking selfies on Westminster Bridge, all that kind of stuff, we, I simply don't run to times anymore. If somebody wants me to pace at them to 150, 145, yeah, I'll do it. Or, you know what I mean? But why 
why put the pressure on myself? Why not just go out there and enjoy it? I mean, you want to you want to get better, you want to improve, but at the same time, if you're running because you you're trying to stay fit, get fit, you know, as I said, mental health, whatever, why give yourself the extra pressure? It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, just got to and you will if you, if you if yeah, and if you have that mindset, you know what, your times will fall. Hmm. No, that's yeah. That's interesting to think of it that way. Yeah. Go and run a park run. Take your watch off. I bet you. I bet you PB it. Interesting. I was really far off a of PB today. I got to say. I... <laughs> but it's true. If you took if you took your what? Well, it's two ways. Either correctly pace yourself, but or just throw your watch off and just go out there and run run to field. Or the other way. I, I've been running a lot of my runs recently. Is I've been running to my heart rate. I found that's really helped. I've been doing a lot of that work, um, just keeping my heart rate to a certain level um, so I know I'm not working too hard um, mm. on my long runs. Um, and yeah, then on my short cool. runs, definitely. And then, then they're stepping it up because somebody, I, I don't know if you read the book, but the, the 80 20 book where you should be doing 80% of your stuff slower, you know, and all that mm. kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've heard so, of that. Yeah, so it's a good book to read. Um, and it was Net in the uh, community. She She's like a guru on it. Um, she's a fantastic runner, um, but she uh, she was going on. She was talking to somebody else in the community about it. But it, a t- part of that, I say, I say, was was running slower. So I've been watching. I've been running to my heart rate. Uh, and again, Garmin watches aren't accurate, right? But they give you a good gauge. So I know mm. if I'm working too hard, to ease back. So it's again, it's another form of pacing. It's another form of taking it easy and taking those long slow runs, literally slow, because again. You, you you do too much training at too high speed, you just get injured. Yeah, it's so easy to get a little bit carried away and just think, oh, oh I know yeah. I can go faster than this. Oh, that's some of this. Yeah, I, I picked, today I picked it up. I was at, uh, I think, 15K, and all of a sudden I looked down at my watch, and I did, I deliberately today I said to myself, I'm not going to run faster than six-minute kilometres um, splits. And I'm looking at my watch, and I'm running at 5.15. I'm thinking, what am I doing this for? <laughs> so I, so I, backed, I backed right off, and I went back to six minutes. That sounds, yeah. because, because I knew at 25k I'm going to be blown out of the backside so what was the point you got yeah you got to know that you're going to be able to finish the distance that you got planned yeah exactly and be ready because I'm in a training plan to go again on Monday because mm-hmm. on Monday I've got to go and do 10k so if I if I have a hard rate if I have a hard run today you know am I going to be out there my body going to be able to recover especially when I've got a few injuries uh to then go again on monday no mm. i can't so that's again it's it's all about that but that comes with experience and that comes with doing a few you know long distance events and things like that and you get that through doing marathon training blocks and half marathon training blocks you know what i mean that's yeah. and that's a sort of experience that you can give to people if if they want to hear it yeah i think it's so easy to kind of just forget about rest and just think oh, i want to get on to the next one and that yeah. can hold you back even more yeah, it does. I did it on holiday. I ran, uh, I was in Mallorca and it was hilly and I and I love running in Mallorca. So I ran four days on the run, uh, on the go. And then I came back and I went and done uh, 20k and my IT band, I thought someone stabbed me in my knee. So I went to the physio and they just said, no, you've overdone it. Well, I'm not surprised. You look back, I would never run four times on a spin, especially on a hilly, hot uh, course like Calador where I was staying is really hilly. Mm. But so I look back and I think, why was I doing that for? And then, and then again, but because I, because I felt good and I was really enjoying myself, 
but you you have to give your body rest. Mm, I think that's so true. Okay. Yeah, um. Thank you so so much for that's all, right. all of this advice and all of your stories you're that you're sharing about the community and about yourself and mm. uh, about your own story as well. Yeah. Um. How can people get involved or find uh, more about the the Forty Runs community? Yeah, so just go on to Facebook, um, look up 40 Runs, you'll, you'll, you'll see we, we run a junior program. I, I now set up, uh, people ask me locally to help with the kids. So kids from seven and eight to um, about 13, 14, oh, two, young for, two young for athletics clubs. Two, some of them were in running clubs, but there was too much pressure, believe it or not, too regimented, which drives me nuts. So I put that on now, um, and basically it's just it's all about fun, and it's all about getting the kids running and just enjoying it, mm-hmm. and getting them up to like a park run level. Um, but yeah, my, the reason I sorry I typed on that is because um, if you go on Facebook, you might see the Forty Runs Running Club for Juniors. So, mm-hmm. uh, but go to the Forty Runs uh, Running Community on Facebook. Obviously, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube. We've got the YouTube channel which is um, thriving now. So make sure you subscribe to that. Um, to see all the sort of antics I get up to. But we do a lot of reviews, tips, videos, um, and I track my marathon training on there as well, purely for me to keep myself sort of a document so I know that's, that I have to do it <laughs> because people are watching me. So if I don't, make then again, accountable. I'll get laid. Yeah, and that's what, but that's why I started the YouTube channel, was to make myself self, was accountable. But when I started my London marathon mm-hmm. training, that's why I started the YouTube channel. And nobody was making videos um, from... Um, I call it everyday runner. So, like, again, we talked about uh, like a normal person like me and you who's just going out there. There's people and they're great and they're fantastic who run, you know, you've got Ben Parks runs a 235 marathon. That's great. And people can aspire to be like that. But I set the channel up because there was nobody, there's a voice out there for, like, normal people who, like myself, I struggle. I'm useless at running marathons. I'm terrible at running them. But I keep doing them because I want to get better. Hmm. Um and, and it's the same with all the stuff I do. I'm just trying to get better. I'm not fast. I'd say I've got a terrible running style. Um, and that's why I do, like, the reviews and stuff, like the shoes and things like that. Because, again, you know, they're not they're not paid reviews and they're from, you know, from a normal person's perspective. So, I, you know, I did a review and I got tore apart for it on a pair of Nike shoes because I thought they were rubbish. But the people hammered me for it. But, you know, I've got to be honest. You Absolutely. Know, what they are so but yeah so that's you know you can find us on the youtube channel as well so make sure you subscribe to that but yeah that's that's probably it really okay brilliant well thank you so much no thanks for having me on i hope you've enjoyed this episode of lace up and listen it's so great to hear chris's passion for running and embracing the running community and getting people involved if you'd like to stay involved with this podcast then you can subscribe download and leave a review and we'll see you next week for another episode Um, Until then, keep on running. See you next week.